Welcome to The Culture Edit, unique perspectives into the personal and professional lives of individuals at the helm of successful business, athletics, art, and design. Welcome to The Culture Edit, episode 18. I almost said episode 20 because we were just talking about it being episode 20 in a couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do to celebrate episode 20? I feel like it's a big milestone. We have to figure this out. I don't know. You want to have a party? I was thinking a we'd have a party, party at episode 50. Pod party? I mean, we've talked about doing it uh, something live. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This episode brought to you by the all-new Wahoo Move. Kicker move. <laughs> are you doing a commercial? Yeah. Uh, we got to tell us more. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I said I was going to provide a review after the last one. So Wahoo was nice enough to give me a um, test unit of the new move. Uh, thank you, JP. Uh, I'm a known hater of indoor cycling. Everyone knows this. I absolutely hate it. Uh, I will ride in the cold rain if I have to. Uh, but this, it, to JP's point, this is enough of a, uh, I think of a difference in terms of feel. It makes me not dread it as much. I'll put it that way. I've ridden it now all week. Uh, I, have you been impressed by how much I've ridden it? Yeah. Yeah. So it goes back and forth, but also goes side to side a little bit. Yeah. So you have to, grooving. Yeah. So you have to have a little bit of balance, but it also the back and forth for me. I you watch, <laughs> you watch me ride it, and you're like, are, are you are you always going to go back and forth like that? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like going back and forth. So it's like a rocking horse. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a bit of a game changer for me since I can't ride outside. I tried to ride outside yesterday. Sat, yeah, yesterday, and I'm still not able to put my arm is not straightened. Um, so Dr. Alan McDonald is going to put me in a, some kind of brace that forces my arm to go straight, which Contraption. Sounds, yeah, really painful, but, uh, I can't ride outside. So the move has been, uh, it's been awesome. I haven't tried it yet, but I, I still on my rollers. I just, I don't want to take my rear wheel off is my problem. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a commitment, Yeah, but I will try it. Cause people asked me on the, when I went to, um, the start of Kelly town today, one of the group rides in Atlanta, uh, they asked me, I guess they had seen. Wait, did I post about it? How how did random people? I know? did. Oh, you post about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how did everyone know that? Um, they were asking if I had ridden it yet. Oh, really? And I said I hadn't, but I'll but I'll let them know. So I guess I need to hop on. I I would say if if you have a kicker and which is a, a fabulous smart trainer, and you dread riding it, invest in getting the move. Sell your kicker, get the move because it it is that much of a difference. There there's certainly a lot of people out there, and like JP is a great example. It doesn't matter to them. Like they can just ride the trainer. Like they are masochist and they just are fine with just suffering on a trainer. If you're like that, like caveman, you don't need the move. But if you dread riding the trainer and you know you need to, the move is the answer. So thank you, uh, Wahoo, and uh, I'll continue to give a long term review on that. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been a big help for me since I can't ride outside. One last thing I will add to my review is that it moves enough to make you feel like. It could possibly tip over, but it won't. But I had a dream that I actually was doing a Zwift race in the drop sprinting. And I actually went over the handlebars just like I did my actual crash and rebroke my collarbone. Impossible to actually do, but it's just funny to me that I had that dream <laughs> after riding the move. That is kind of funny. Yeah. Moving and grooving. <clears throat> that should be their new slogan. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. It was build a better athlete in all of us. Now it's moving and grooving. Yeah. Um, 
one thing I think we need to talk about is why we've been doing a podcast with just the two of us these past couple times because I know we had talked about alternating. And I think that right now is a really busy time of year for people. So we do have people on the schedule, but we've had to be really nimble with everyone's um, obligations, business obligations, travel, our own travel. Um, So hopefully we will have a guest next week. And if not, we know we have one the following. But just wanted to let the audience know that we will be having other interviews. We have very exciting guests coming up. And we have a lot of people lined up. It's just the holidays gets really, really tricky with traveling. Yeah. We, we've got guests from the business world, from the athletic world, from the influencer world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, quite a range of culture-related topic experts coming your way soon. That's exactly. So this episode is going to be about answering questions that we get a lot. Well, we'll do so our we don't little, have to answer them individually. We'll do our little like weekly recap and then we'll answer the questions that we get. That we get a lot. So we don't have to answer them individually all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As some of you know, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, it was our official wedding anniversary of when we went to the Decatur Courthouse and tie the knot. Uh, but our unofficial slash official wedding day anniversary is actually the 17th. Um, so just to uh, explain that a little bit. So we did a destination wedding. Yeah. And we didn't want to get legally married in the destination. Yeah. Well, it was really complicated. We tried, but yeah. it was like you had to fly like a week or two weeks early, get blood work, all kinds of... Yeah. Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of stuff that we... It just felt unnecessary. So did a little secret courthouse wedding um, and... Just the two of us, the judge and the guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, the judge that married us, we were his first wedding. Yeah. So first this was eight, eight years ago. Do you remember his name? Mike. Mike something, but it's... Judge Mike. Judge Mike and uh, Decatur. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then coincidentally, I guess maybe it was... Five years later. Five years later, uh, Caitlin and Alex, who are two of our best friends who we are constantly with, uh, they went to go do the same thing because they were getting married in Italy. So go to the Decatur courthouse, get married. And he married them as well. Yeah. And we didn't even... We didn't know until we logged on to Zoom. Total coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. complete coincidence. Because it was like a COVID wedding too. They couldn't... It may have been 2020. Is that one? It was. It was 2020. Yeah. Yeah, So it was just them and the judge and... And the bailiff. And the bailiff. I have a video. The The bailiff was taking our wedding videos and wedding photos. And I think I have multiple videos of just like the palm of his hand. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so to celebrate, you know, our, our anniversary in between, um, we went to Amano for dinner. Wow. Oh. I thought you were gatekeeping. Well, I was going to gatekeep, but you told me we couldn't gatekeep because that's the whole point. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. Look, no one go there because it really is terrible and no. you'll never see us there. <laughs> I'm just it's actually amazing and that's why I want to gatekeep it because it's one of the few places around us that's not completely overrun by Torons coming from outside the city. Um, so we do we do enjoy it, but had a re- and it's actually reasonably priced. It's a neighborhood Italian restaurant in Inman Park. Oh, I guess in Old te- Fourth they're Ward. technically in Old Fourth Ward. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's very small, 20 tables, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we sit at the bar when we go, and the staff's amazing. Food's yeah, amazing, everyone that stuff. works there is like the happiest person. Yeah. It they, feel, it's a New York vibe restaurant. To for me. sure. For sure. Yeah, it just feels like people really care. Yeah. And as people that live in Atlanta know, it's very hard to come by <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from a service perspective. Well, that's true. Uh, other than Del Bar, everyone cares at Del Bar as well. Yeah. What, we went to Yepa. Oh, yeah. Well, we went to. Yeah, but in Buckhead, um, 
hadn't been there before, but we wanted to go because they're opening one up down here near us. So we wanted to kind of like test the waters. We will walk by it every single day when it opens because it's going to be the junction at Krog, which you've heard us mentioned. And uh, we're really excited about now because it was awesome. It was so good. It far exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Um, Also, service was great. I mean, the bartender was playing dice and doing magic tricks. and It was very entertaining. He was a happy fellow. Yeah, he was. Maybe he'll get transferred. Um, anyway, that's in Buckhead Village, and it's really, really cool. Again, Italian again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's it's that's different though. Like what we got was very different than what we got at Amano. Yeah, it's more like Roman, I would call it. So then, also on Saturday. Also on Saturday, actually, I guess kind of went in reverse. We took the dogs down and walked down to the Atlanta Pride Festival. We have friends that have booths um, at the Pride Festival, so we took Hutch down there to see uh, Andrew, who is opening a new campground called Blue Moon. Uh, Emmy went too. Emmy went too, but Hutch is Andrew's best friend. Yeah, that's true. They love each other. Yeah. Uh, So took the dogs there and we were all really exhausted by the time we got home because it was, we walked, we walked walked like seven miles, I think. Yeah. So if you've ever been to our office, you know that we share an office with another agency called Stag and Hare. Uh, The owner of Stag and Hare is Andrew uh, and he has multiple businesses, but this is something that we're pretty intrigued by because he's starting a campground and uh, just outside Calhoun, Georgia. It looks, the design looks really, really cool. Yeah. Like it's got a... Well, it's uh, very like high end. Yeah, very high high end end options when you camp there. Yeah. So great pool, clubhouse, and then there'll be multiple kind of modern, I think cabins, I would call them. Yeah. So look for opening next year. It's like it's blue moon, but not has nothing to do with blue moon. The beer. The beer. <laughs> well, it's like if glamping and a modern architecture firm got together and decided to not have yurts and actually make the yurts look like modern homes. Um, yeah. That's that's this this the aesthetic. If you know Andrew and you've seen his design work, you know it's going to be really cool. Yeah, he's super talented. Yeah. So that was fun. We went and visited him, um, met some of his partners that are also working on the business. Um, really great time. And then walked back and then started our Buckhead Adventures. Yeah. Then today, woke up and actually rode my bike can outside. We, can we talk about something, though, that I had noted on the way back from Piedmont Park? Sure, yeah. And, and I think this is for our Gen Z listeners. So, Ava. Michael, Ava. <laughs> we noticed uh, all the Gen Z girls holding their phones. Like they, they have purses. Purses and pockets, and but, they, they're, but holding. they're walking, holding their phones. Yeah. What, what, I don't understand. Like they were glued to their palms. Yeah. Like they couldn't put them in the pocket. They yeah. couldn't put them in a purse. They were glued to their palms. Is it just beca- in case they get a notification, they can immediately look at it? Or I, I don't know. I was really, and it wasn't just like, well, we're not talking about like one. No, there's like six of them. Yeah, like there's a, like, like a, a gaggle yeah. of girls holding their phone in their yeah. hand. Yeah. It was pretty funny. So Gen Z, let us know about that. Like, is that, is that Do a you thing? always walk and hold your phone? <laughs> So this morning I rode my bike outside for the first time. For the first time in uh, two months or so. Yeah, two months. Not Uh, for the first time ever. No, no, definitely not. Uh, But very gloomy and windy. Yeah, it's it's cold. Yeah, chilly. I didn't mind the cold. I thought that was kind of nice, actually. Winter is coming. Yeah, I mean it's in the fifties. But what's cool is like the trees are still green and like starting to change. So it's it's just that really pretty time of year where I think they're changing later this year. I, there was some trees at Stone Mountain that were cha- that had already turned red. Hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a pretty time. So then next weekend is one of our favorite times of year, the Little Five Points Halloween Parade. And for those of you who have not been, 
it's insane how many people. I think they said there's like 300,000 people that went last year. Yeah. It was like 10 deep on each side of the road. Yeah, if if not even more than that. It's a really fun time. So we'll we'll I don't know if we'll get we've, dressed up for that, but we've been in the parade a few we've times. We've been yeah, we've been yep. in the parade multiple times. Um, as Roman gladiators, um we were in the parade yeah. as Kenny Rogers Kenny and Dolly. Rogers and Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that we weren't technically supposed to be in the parade. We, we kind of just, just hopped in the parade. Yeah. <laughs> we just started walking in the middle of the parade. With Kayla and Alex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean in Atlanta anything goes. Yeah. This is not that serious, yeah. um, but it is really fun. So we'll be we'll looking forward to that next weekend. So do we want to go into the questions segment of our pod? Yeah. So the, the idea here was a lot of people message us about very similar questions um, regarding the podcast, and so we thought that we'd have one episode kind of answering those questions. The and the first one is really really serious. Like we need to get this one off our chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead with the first question. First question is. How do you eat so much and not get fat? <laughs> multiple, multiple people <laughs> have asked us this question. <laughs> um, you know, and the answer is actually not that complicated. We don't actually eat that much. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> and we work out a lot. go a lot of places because we like to we like to just try a bunch of different places, but I would say we eat significantly less than the average person. Like we are actually a table where the server gets us and they're like, oh, okay. They're not really happy because we basically split everything. And I'm like, my- Yep is a good example. So give Yep an example. So we talked about, we had a salad. We split a salad. We split a salad. We split f- octopus. Yeah. And we split a flatbread. And then we split a flatbread. Which was like two bites. Yeah. It was like a very small flatbread. Yeah. But it was after working out. And we're both very full after that. So yeah. yeah. So we're not ordering a lot when we go to these places. We just go to a lot of places and a lot of it's because of the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, I'm very much a person where as soon as I feel full in like the slightest, I just stop eating. I won't like Chad knows I will not eat once I get even like the slightest full. I don't like I don't like that feeling of being full. Yeah. And so I would say like if I order a pasta, I'm taking maybe like a few bites. Yeah. And then that's taking it home. Yeah. And then taking it home. Or I'll just, I'll give my pasta to you a lot of times. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's actually like, and another thing is we don't ever eat breakfast. That's true. Like I Especially pretty, when we're traveling. So we basically go half the day until noon fasting. And then from there, we just, yeah, go to different places, but we don't order full meals. Again, not overly complicated, but that is how it's done. Next question is not as, as serious as how we eat so much. How do we work together? <laughs> That's probably our number one asked question in life, I would say. Definitely. I mean, we got asked that last night. Anytime someone knows that we have a business together, no matter they're male or female, they ask us that. Yeah. But I think once people get to know us, then they understand how we can work together. Yeah. What's Um, your answer? Well, I think there's a lot of different prongs to this answer. I think one is the age difference. I think that that plays a significant role in us being able to divide and conquer um, responsibilities really well because we have very different perspectives, very different experiences and very different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't, I wouldn't say we like step on each other's toes a lot when it comes to the responsibilities of the business. Yeah. And so I think that's one, I think we respect each other's experience. We don't try to, I don't try to be an expert in the areas that you're an expert at and you don't try to be an expert in the areas I'm an expert at. Yeah. We just have a lot of respect for the amount of effort we've both put in to become experts in our own fields. Yep. So maybe that's two, respect. And three, hmm, 
Maybe there's only two. Maybe there's just two. Respect and dividing and conquering. Well, you said age difference was the first one. Well, that was like yeah. the dividing and conquering. Yeah. We like each other. Well, I think what we talked about the other day, um, we're really good at working through conflict quickly. It's that we aren't, there's no competitive nature in our relationship that I think is a flag sometimes when people ask us that question. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I could never work with my wife or I could never work with my husband. It's almost because there's some weird competitive thing with them. Yeah. And there, there's nothing like that with us. Yeah. We yeah. don't compete with each other at all. Yeah. Maybe that goes back to the age difference too. I don't know. Except for when we got married, we did have battle of the generations. That's true. <laughs> I would say that you and I were the least competitive though, out of all the people participating. That's true. Yeah. Cause we are competitive people, but just not with each other. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of like self-awareness that goes into that as well. Yeah. Intentionally giving each other credit for things. And but what I was going to say is working through conflict yeah we don't let things fester mainly because we do everything together and so it's really not possible if we disagree on something with the dogs or i, I don't know like some something a trip or you get into some sort of disagreement we're always riding together we're always traveling together and we're always working together so there's no time to go away and go to a different office apart from each other and go on a business trip apart from each other or, and we don't have kids, so we can't tend to children to kind of ignore what we're dealing with. We have to deal with whatever it is head on. Mm -hmm. And I think we've gotten really good at that in that we are able to communicate when something really hurts our feelings or something, or is just bothering us without being mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We resolve it because we, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. have to have necessity. Like we have to work together in order to keep the business going. Yeah. So I think those are the main things. And it's what we want to do. I think that also is, is a big difference. So we figure it out. I mean, yeah. it's just like if you have kids, if you have kids and you've raised them up to be adults and you're still together, you figured it out because what you wanted to do was work together to have children. And what we want to do is work together to have a business, to have this life that we've built. And so it's, it's a similar thing with a different output um but it's just what you're what you want to do in life and coming together to make it happen yeah you figured it out so an even bigger question this could be a long answer <laughs> i'm gonna let you answer this one because no, i feel you, like you're better at it than i am really i feel like you're more succinct okay all right well give, give it a shot all right so what do we do at niche culture <laughs> <laughs> niche this is the culture edit brought to you by niche culture which is our agency <laughs> right so what do we do uh, the way I describe it in the most succinct way possible uh, is that we are a, a unique entity and that we're part strategic consultancy and part creative agency. And we help some of the world's most admired brands with people strategy and workplace culture. There's a lot of different components that uh, that falls into uh, from how do we enhance our employee experience? So what are, what are the things that we need to do differently to be relevant to the next generation worker. Uh, there is a huge communication part of what we do. So helping clients communicate and articulate what's unique about their culture uh, in a completely entirely different way, which if you listen to the episode with Linda, Matt's a guy from Children's Healthcare, she talked about that. Uh, and then there's a branding component of what we do. Uh, we call it culture fusion, where we help organizations use their culture and how we've helped them define their culture and and really publicize that to the world because a lot of consumers today want to do business with organizations that care about their people and treat their people the right way uh, and 
Then there's an experience part of what we do. Uh, so helping organizations put on events uh, that are unique and different and relevant to the workforce and make sure that we're communicating a message that resonates, like that people care will actually remember that's not just another meeting. And then we do a lot of uh, executive consulting, uh, helping executives communicate more effectively and more authentically. And that, when we think about like what's most valuable, like we're working on a client right now um, where we just talked about that. And by the way, the way we go about doing all that is we make sure that we understand what the experience is like from the employee's perspective. So when we're talking about insights, we're talking to frontline employees. Uh, we're not a consultancy that just sends out a survey. Uh, we actually go out into the field and talk to people because we know if we understand what that experience is like at the front line, then we can make sure our clients and the executives in those organizations, and we're talking about big, big multi-billion dollar companies, that they can understand what the frontline experience is like. And they're not going to get that by them going and doing what we do because people won't act normal. Uh, but we're really good at, at making people feel comfortable to talk to us about what that's like. And so from that, we build out the plan. And that can, again, be tactical enhancements like compensation, benefits, you know, really tangible things can change experience. Yeah, or it can be on the other side around how do we communicate more effectively as, as leaders. And so that's something that we actually were just talking about is no matter, like we're working in a completely new industry right now, and it, it never ceases to amaze me that the only thing that really, really matters to employees, if you take care of the fundamental needs, you pay them the right way, and they've got the, they've got the things that they need to survive, the only thing that matters is whether or not the leaders they work for communicate to them authentically and make them feel like they care. Yeah. That's all that matters. They, they, they rarely say, I want a brand new office with fancy amenities and ping pong tables and latte machines and all kinds of things like that. They, mo I mean, across all industries that we've worked with, the number one theme that comes from the front lines and e even above the front lines is people just want to be communicated to. They just, and, and yes, there are times where you have populations of people within an organization that do not care about communication at all. I mean, we have, we have, I would say like the tech population within organizations tend to care less, but yep. there's still people in those populations who care. John and so, Trainer. And so you can't just not communicate because you think, oh, well, five people said they don't care. Well, those two people that do care that you're now excluding, those two people could be the linchpins to your entire organization. They could be, you know, the ones who are really important, who make the difference, who uh, make the culture great. So I think no matter what you think of your workforce, because a lot of times we hear leaders say, well, I don't think they care about what I have to say. Yeah, that's. I think a lot of that is either they're lazy and they don't want to make the effort because it's hard or they don't know how. Yeah. They don't have the skill. It's either the skill or the will, typically. I also think there's a little bit of something around um, people forget leaders, especially at really big companies where you're not just, you're not an office where people see you all the time but you're truly in like a headquarters away from majority of the company. I think people forget how important they are. You forget how you're like a celebrity to people in the field. I mean, the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, I want to give this example of when we were in Steamboat and Ryan was there with us and he's the CEO of Pulte, a employee yeah, I that forgot about this. he hadn't met. Like, I mean, you, you can't meet every, you have that many employees. You can't necessarily meet everyone especially if they're newer. Um, an employee, they have thousands and thousands of employees. Yeah, yeah. A, an employee he had never met saw him walking around downtown Steamboat at the expo for the, the uh, gravel race. 
and stopped him and said, Ryan Marshall, I work for Poldy Homes and I love it there. And I think it was in that moment that that truly shows the power of presence. Yeah. And Ryan does an amazing job communicating. Everyone knows who he is because he communicates so much. And I think that's a great example. Like if you were to walk around in a crowd and someone from your company were to stand right next to you in line, if they don't know who you are and they've worked there for a decent amount of time, then I think that you can probably do better at getting out there, you know, because you, you are like the celebrity face of the company to the average person. I remember when I worked for the agency before we started this, which was one of the biggest employer branding agencies in the world, we had a really good year where the team that I was on was performing well above all the other teams. So I guess they had like a leadership meeting and they chose to have it in Atlanta. They, The leadership team is in New York. Um, and I remember our CEO came down and was obviously doing roundings, but with specific people that were performing really well. She was going to their desk and talking to them. And so she stopped by my desk and she just had like a two minute conversation with me, you know, thanked me for how hard I work, all, all of that good stuff. And I don't know if you remember this, but I came home and yeah. I was like, it, I, I felt like a celebrity had come over to my desk and talked to me Yeah, because she's, she's the CEO of the company and she's a woman. So I thought it was even cooler. And I don't know if she understands how important that was. Yeah hopefully she does because she did it and she went around and, and talked to some other people too. But yeah, I don't think, I think people just forget their, their dads, their moms, their average people in their own lives, but they're not average people to the people that they lead. Yeah. You know, I used to work for a leader named Kim Butler that knew the power of that, yeah. and that he made that his primary function of his job was communicating with employees. Just it, the it sight, was incredible. Just the sight of a CEO or an executive can make someone's day. Yep. Just seeing you in the hallway. So I think, again, some of it and might being be- real. Yeah, some of it might be laziness, but I honestly think that a lot of times we all think we're just the average person and we forget that sometimes in certain situations we hold a lot more um, influence than we think we do. So did I get everything? Because I guess I was answering that. I just want to make sure because <laughs> we do a lot. Uh, but I think I think I covered everything that we do. And we get asked to do a lot of different things by clients. Videography, and, photography. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't even touch on the fact that we've produced a lot of films for clients, award-winning films, by the way. Um, but uh, those tend to be related to our work. So if you think about, we're helping a client build this story around what it's like to work there. One of the most compelling mechanisms or channels to tell that story to the world is through video. And so we will actually write and produce direct films. We might be biased, but we think they're, they're great. <laughs> I mean, they tend to be tearjerkers. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's uh, that's it. And the, the people that work for us, uh, you know, it's it's strategists, it's people that have worked in uh, business strategy and HR, and or on your team, it's creative. So yeah. it's copywriters, graphic designers, photographers. Shout out Richard. Shout out to Richard. And um, it's you know it's clearly like we say it's clearly divided, but everyone on the team, I like to think. Everyone works on everything. strategy. Everyone on the team is is a creative. Like we open it up to everyone's ideas because that's how we find the most compelling stories. Exactly. Uh, And so everyone that works for us or with us uh, is really, really smart and they care about what they're doing a lot because the work is meaningful. Like it's really, really meaningful because we're impacting people's lives every day. But I think that's I think that's it for today. And we're about to once we sign off, we're gonna go um Quentin, aka Goose, his parents are in town from Belgium. Oh. 
Wow, shout out to our biggest fans in Belgium. Yeah, so we're going to go, I think, have a nice little cocktail with them at Breaker Breaker. Can't wait to meet the Gossens. 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 Um, the gooses. The gooses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to meet his parents. Yeah, I mean, we've cool. known Goose for like a couple of years now. And um, obviously, like when we go over to Belgium, we're not near his hometown. So it's cool that they're here visiting. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. See where the goose came yeah. from. But like we said before, we got some really exciting guests coming up uh, in the next few weeks that, uh, yeah, I don't want to give away too much. But So don't forget to subscribe and share. Subscribe and share and give us ratings. Unless it's a bad rating, then don't rate us. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out to all of our new uh, followers on YouTube. Oh, so yeah, in the last week, um, I we didn't know, but people listen to podcasts on YouTube. So our Podcast is automatically uploaded to YouTube with a static image, but you just listen to it, uh, and it's becoming one of the the biggest channels that we yeah, have. Yeah, it's getting like thousands of listens yeah. on like YouTube. It's interesting. So we're yeah, we need to dig into that. But so if you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, thank you. Um, I'm really curious why people listen to podcasts on YouTube, but maybe I guess it's just easy. I think work. if you're on your desktop, maybe it's just easier. Yes, yeah, so I was just thinking maybe at yeah. work or something. Thank yeah. you, YouTubers. Hey, hey, YouTubers. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I think that's all we have for today. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And that's what we are.